Hello everyone, welcome back. Um, good to see you. I know it's been a little while. I'm gonna keep this video pretty brief because I still don't have my total setup for seamlessly making content and uploading it. But I'll get to that here in a minute. But the I had to I had to at least do something brief after seeing that Bernie Sanders had suspended his campaign. And what was funny is I went for a walk and I'm like, oh, I'll do a video going for a walk. And then there's this field not far away. And it's like, oh, I'll go and do it from this field where it's like really pretty. And as soon as I get there, like clouds and the wind kicks up to like 25 miles an hour. I was so mad because it's like two miles away, to be honest. Um, and so I went all that way. And then I was just like, I tried to find a spot. that was like a low lying area and I could not find one. Uh, and so then I came home and just sat in frustration before I was like, okay, I still got to do this. So the the thing with Bernie dropping out is there's a there's a lot of different, I guess, you know, takes you could have on this, a lot of different implications of this. You know, I saw, for example, the Young Turks tweeted out, because I use them kind of as a, they're a proxy for me of like, what, where is the progressive zeitgeist at? Um, that's still not like hard, like actual communist in like admission. Now, I think a lot of their policies end up being that, but they aren't the same as like Jacobin magazine or something like that. So seeing how the Young Turks responded to, to Bernie dropping out, I thought would be interesting. And even though, you know, Dem Exit and all this other stuff is trending on Twitter and Bernie bros, and there's a lot of people pissed you know, Chink is like, yeah, I'm still going to vote for Biden. Uh, and at the same time, they put out a piece saying, well, he's he's not taking his name off the ballots, so he can still accrue delegates, I guess, um, which I don't know what they're trying to imply. Uh, but either way, there's a lot of people upset about this, and I think rightfully so. But I'll just give you a quick you know, a few thoughts I have about the implications about this specifically, and then, you know, what what this could just do to people, maybe culturally, societally, whatever. Uh, the first thing is, is the timing is really unusual. Because, so it's April 8th, I think, as if dates even matter right now, right? In this, you know, crazy, you know, where it's, it's Aptober, you know, 49th, you know, who knows, it doesn't matter. Um, but, it's April 8th and he's suspending his campaign. Bernie went all the way through the, through the primaries and all the way to the convention, which is at the end of July in 2016 against Hillary. And even though he, like he made a video during that time, um, like after the primaries were over, he still didn't say I'm, I'm suspending my campaign. He said he wanted to work together with the two campaigns, meaning his and Hillary's at the time. Uh, but he went all the way to the convention. And even then, he was very muted in his endorsement of Hillary Clinton. And, you know, everything he was saying is, look, I don't want to just drop out and give my endorsement and then not get any of the policies in. And so the fact that he would be doing this on April 8th is really strange to me. I mean, it could be that he's just tired. It could be that he doesn't want to have to go through that over again. I don't know. Uh, but if you look at, you know, 
whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing, it is true that Bernie Sanders's platform and his uh, policies and stuff like that, it really is a movement. Um, again, good, bad, or neutral, it is. And so for him to just bounce, you know, at the beginning of April is really strange, especially since Biden is a, he is a significantly weaker candidate than Hillary Clinton, at least appeared to be. Now, the fact that she appeared to be really strong at the time and still lost, and Biden appears to be really weak right now, shows that oftentimes how we like interpret the strength of candidates is meaningless, right? Um, so I obviously I say say that I could be totally wrong, but I mean Biden right now, if you look at how he like the interviews and everything, he is I mean, he's falling apart. And I don't say that like pejoratively. I don't say that to be like haha hyperbolic, but there's often times in these interviews that like you, if someone's stumbling over their words, you can usually tell what you think they're trying to say. Like a lot of times with these, the, especially the ones he's been doing lately, you don't even know what he's trying to say. Like he's talking and it's not only do I think I understand what you mean, I don't know. I don't know. And he's, you know, he's rubbing his eyes and stuff. And so the point is, is that he is not a very strong candidate. And so the fact that Bernie would be dropping right now is really unusual to me. Now, Young Turks could be onto something that he's not taking his name off the ballot, you know, because maybe he knows people will still vote for him. Um, I, I don't know. I usually err more on the side of uh, the, what seems obvious, you know, than House of Cards type stuff, conspiratorial. But I mean, maybe there could be something there. Um, but the point is, is the timing is unusual. So that means there's something that we don't know. You know, there for him to do this now when he didn't wait or when he didn't do it so early in 2016 tells me there's something something strange um, going on here. So they know something that we don't. I mean, they know a lot of things that we don't. So there's going to be some more information coming out in the next week or two about what's going on with the the Democratic nominee process and the primaries and everything. Uh, one of the things that I am predicting is that I would expect Joe Biden to probably name who he wants his VP running mate to be very soon. And I had said this quite a while ago. Um, I said, look, whether it's Bernie or Biden, this is really also a race between VPs or where, the, where people are as much voting for the VP nominee than they are as they are for the candidate, whether it's Bernie or Biden, because they're both so old and their health was in question, especially with uh, Bernie having that heart attack last, I think it was October maybe. Um, and so now more than ever, you know, it really, it's almost like we have like probably one of the most consequential like talent searches ever happening right now because, so think about if you're them right now, uh, and by them, I mean like the DNC the uh, Biden's campaign and the only face they have out there really representing his campaign is him. And he can't like he, he cannot do it. Now, you know, if you get on Twitter right now, even though Ber Bernie bros is twin Trent twending is trending and all this other stuff, you know, blue, no matter who is also trending, but even though it's at the top, it's got like 5,000 tweets and uh Dem exit, you know, has like 26,000. But so there are people who are going to do that. 
Um, and those people don't don't really care. And and that's fine. They they say we just don't want to vote. We just don't want Trump in there. And that that's fine. I understand that position. But the fact that he like he's not bringing anyone into the fold if he's the only one representing his campaign right now. The in fact, the more he's the only one representing him, the more people were like, "My God, I I just cannot, I can't imagine this." You know. So I'll give you a kind of an example. So a few days ago. I've been watching these uh, pandemic, uh, the coronavirus task force press briefings every day. And even though I think I think the one from today is happening right now, or probably about to start, but uh, I'll watch them even if I don't get to watch them live. And a, a reporter asked President Trump, you know, oh, you know, Joe Biden just attacked you on Twitter. And he said, Joe's, Joe didn't write that. That's just someone from his campaign. That's some Democratic operative. That's not him writing that. And she was like, well, can I still read it? And and she reads the tweet, and he just maintains, look, Joe, Joe Biden didn't write that. He's probably not even watching this right now. And if he is watching it, he doesn't understand what he's watching. And whether or not you like Donald Trump or his candor or anything like that, that's savage. And you could expect the, the debates, which I think they have three, that just three debates of Donald Trump, who, again, no matter how you feel about him, he will just brutally, brutally destroy Joe Biden in those debates. I don't know what, I, don't, I, I just don't know what they would even expect other than that. Like, I can't wrap my mind around something other than that. Even people in the Democratic Party, like MSNBC, CNN, candidate, or not candidates, pundits are saying, yeah, Trump would savage Joe Biden in these debates. You know, it would just be that much of, he doesn't know, he doesn't even understand what's happening right now. Like, why are we doing this, you know? And so, like, they need someone else to represent his uh, his candidacy, his platform, because all he really is is just not Trump. You know, that's that, no one's excited about Joe Biden. I'm sorry, no one's excited about Joe Biden. Um, and so, the quicker they get a VP, uh, a running mate, you know, presumptive running mate for him, announced, then that's another person who can be you know, going and doing all these, you know, uh, interviews and all the shows and everything. And he can be on the back burner just resting or whatever it is he does um, to be ha have some type of energy for whenever they would do the debates. Uh, and I think that's like uh, August, September, somewhere around there. So I would expect that to happen. Now, he's painted himself into a corner because he said he will nominate a female VP. So he has to do a few things. One of them has to be a female because he said he would. Uh, the other thing is I think they're going to have to make it a person who is incredibly energetic. Like it has to be someone who like is everything that he isn't. And that includes like raring to go, energetic, knows what they're talking about, coherent, articulate, but it also needs to be someone who's, you know, fairly woke. It's going to have to be a person who is, you know, is going to fill that, you know, try to make some type of appeal to the progressives that they are bleeding because of what's happened with Bernie. Um, I could see, I could see an Elizabeth Warren uh, VP pick, but she is so toxic as a candidate. I'm not sure, and it might not matter, uh, but I think they'll probably pick a younger person because Democratic voters know um, that 
whoever the VP nominee is for Joe Biden is someone that they have to be totally comfortable with basically being president by this time next year. Um, and that's just the reality of it. Again, I'm not trying to pick on him. I'm not trying to be mean-spirited or anything. It's just where he is, okay? It's just it's a natural part of life. But he is not all there mentally, and so they have to know that the person who is the VP, they're going into it going, that's the one who's going to end up running the country. If not, you know, by in April, at some point, at some point. Um, and I know that that's always inherent with the VP nominee, right? But it's not usually like something that you're preparing for. So that's what I mean, is that they know that they're they have to be preparing for that. So I would expect it to be some kind of progressive, but the point that I would make about that is that what they need to understand is, like I said, Bernie Sanders, his stuff is a movement, and that ideology, they're not, they're not going to be um, that easily appeased. It's just not going to happen. Um, some of them, yes, but this is a belief system, and, a, and the really hardcore the really hardcore stuff, um, there's no compromise on. And in, in a sense, I respect that because they're principled about it. Now, I disagree, but they're, they say, no, this. you know. So when AOC says, yeah, I shouldn't be in the same party as Joe Biden, I respect that. I respect that. Um, and so progressives, especially the hardcore ones, really understand that there is, uh, it's, it's irreconcilable differences between what they want to do and what the establishment Democrats want to do. And so it's not going to be so easy as just nominating like some Elizabeth Warren type person who is transparently just saying stuff, like dishonest. You don't get the sense that Elizabeth Warren believes in it the way that Bernie believes in it because she doesn't. She's just lying. Um, so I don't think it would work with Elizabeth Warren. And so I, I don't know what they're going to be able to do. Now, one thing I will say is... So it'll have to be a, a woman. It'll have to be someone young. It'll have to be someone articulate. It'll have they'll have to be able to articulate some progressive type things, um, and then it'll it'll have to be uh, I don't know. There, there's probably some other factors there that I'm leaving out. I was thinking about this earlier. I didn't make a script for this because I was going to be doing it from a field. So um, so that I would expect either way. I would expect that to happen soon. Um, I would expect that to happen soon, so that someone else can be going out there because. Keep in mind, you know, you know, here's something crazy. Fun fact. Like a month and a half ago, we were still in impeachment stuff. Like a month and a half ago. Isn't that crazy? Like in February, we were still in, like, the, in impeachment in February. And we are now in like a viral court. The point is, is that November is a long, long, long ways away. So the sooner they can get a person out there who, you know, is becomes the default face of Biden's uh, platform, his candidacy, then the that's going to put a lot of distance and time between all the crazy gaffes that we've seen. Um, and it's just it'll be months of that person getting as much press coverage as they want. And that's that's time to, you know persuade get you know some democrats excited so i don't know what like unicorn vp candidate they're gonna find if it's a white person i would be surprised to be honest 
just because this is what intersectionality does, this is what their identity politics does, is you're, you can't make them, you're never going to make all of them happy, but they've focused and said all of this is the most important stuff. It's not ideas, but it's, you know, your skin color and who you're attracted to and that kind of stuff. So by doing that, if they pick a white person, it's going to alienate all the people who've been pushing critical race and all that stuff. So I think they're going to have to pick a younger woman who isn't white. Who knows who that would be? Wouldn't it be incredible if it was Tulsi Gabbard, though? That'd be crazy. Uh, that'd be that'd be a dangerous that'd be a, that'd be actually kind of dangerous, I think. So anyway, but I think that's going to happen soon. The other part of this that I think just on a personal note is whenever I saw, you know, Dem Exit trending, you know, I'm reading these tweets and I'm going through and see what these people were saying. And a lot of them were saying similar things that I was at least thinking in 2015. When if you so if you watch my video, why I'm not a Democrat, uh, I talked about like I realized that there are these institutions that I had I just trusted unquestioningly, and th one of those was the Democratic Party. The other one was just my news sources. So like NPR, CNN, all of those I just trusted them. I was like, yeah, these guys are. There's no bias. There's no agenda here. And after seeing what happened with Bernie Sanders, then I realized, okay, that my trust is misplaced here. This is not as pure as a driven snow. That's kind of that default settings thing I've talked about in the past where it's uh, Democrats are the good guys, Republicans are the bad guys. Um, and I realized, okay, there, there's more to this. Now, I still voted for Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election. Um, and I talked about that in the Why I'm Not a Republican video because at the time and still now, it's not so much that, and what I think a lot of these, the Dem Exit people are experiencing, you know, the, and there's that walk away campaign and stuff, is it's not so much being pulled over by the right. It's not like me or anyone else watches, you know, Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity or listens to Rush Limbaugh or something and says, oh, I think I must be a Republican. You know, it's, we get pushed out by the left and what they're doing and what they've done to Bernie Sanders and, and how you realize that this party that you thought was, you know, the compassionate good guys isn't. Well, so I put, I put out a tweet where I basically said that kind of thing of, you know, it's not about being pulled out by the rights, being pushed out by the left. And, and some person commented and said more like violently shoved out. I said, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, because you, you realize that a lot of it's just lip service. Um, and so my hope is that, you know, it's, this isn't an appeal for anyone to go to the right. Again, I don't even place myself there, but that people understand that the, these institutions are, they have their own priorities. Now you might agree with those priorities and that's fine, but the DNC is very, has a narrow set of priorities and it's not the ideals that you see being spouted by someone like Bernie Sanders, again, whether you agree or not. And so one of my hopes is that this will also lead to further erosions of uh, at least unquestioning trust of our legacy media and the mainstream media. You know, those, those same media groups that, I mean, look at, again, how they treated Bernie, how they phrased different things, you know, think back to that debate where Abby Phillip, who I think is of the New York Times maybe, is moderating the debate and just treats Bernie Sanders like he didn't even say it wasn't true, 
when Elizabeth Warren accused him of saying that a woman wouldn't be president. And then she treats Elizabeth Warren's claim like it's unquestionably true, even though it's just that he said, she said, you know, and so our legacy media has their own priorities as well. And again, you might agree with those things. You might share their biases and that's, that's fine. But I hope that more people understand that those are there, that that is, that has happened. You know, think about the about face where all these candidates drop out right before Super Tuesday and so that to clear the way for Joe Biden to beat Bernie Sanders. Um, the the machine has its has its candidates, it has its people, it has its priorities, and it has its biases. And if those don't line up with yours, then they don't care. They're going to bully you over. And so my hope is that people will see how you know CNN and NPR and MSNBC and them cover these different things, how they talked about Bernie and his candidacy and, you know, the same people who were having folks on talking about how toxic Bernie bros and his supporters were, which I I think that there are toxic supporters of every candidate. There's toxic supporters of Donald Trump. There's toxic supporters of Elizabeth Warren, you know, and all of that. So, but all of those attacks, you know, the, the, look at how dishonestly they treated him. That's going to happen across the board. Um, and so I hope that people will use this and say, it's not just the DNC, it's the legacy media, it's the mainstream media, and that the people will wake up to that. And as a result of that, because this was, this was one of the things that happened to me in 2016, was I just started saying, okay, I, I have to take everything these guys say with a grain of salt. Whether it's Anderson Cooper, who, you know, I watched every day during the, when that hurricane happened in Haiti, and I'm, you know, watching and I'm like, dude, Anderson Cooper is such a hero. Whether it's Anderson Cooper or uh, Don Lemon or Van Jones or whoever, like, because those are, the, I use those names, those are CNN. Those are the people that I, I looked to like unquestioning um, back when I just had CNN on, CNN on in my room every day. And really it was just me going, okay, I have to take everything they say with a grain of salt. And it's not just them, right? That's all media. That's Fox News. That's MSNBC. That's NPR. That's all of them. But the minute I started saying, okay, I have to take everything they say with a grain of salt because they do have priorities, they do have biases, that was huge for me. And it's not that everything they say is wrong, but if there is a chance to skew towards their bias, they do it. I've talked about that with the uh, strategic silence. It's a lot of times that comes in the form of just not covering things in their entirety, not covering things that might go against the narrative you're trying to push or whatever, or not covering things that might make so-and-so look good if you don't like them, or make, make or making sure you cover things or embellish things that might make someone else look bad if you don't like them. And so I hope that the same people who are, you know, hashtagging Dem Exit and saying, okay, screw these guys, understand that the, the same people who, that when they're saying, well, I will never vote for someone under the DNC banner again, it's the same folks who are, you know, share probably 90-95% of the same ideals and biases as the folks at CNN and NPR and MSNBC and so on and so forth. And so that that same erosion of trust that they have in the DNC, I hope translates to an erosion of trust in the mainstream media. And now, so don't don't hear me say what I'm not saying is they're all liars, they're all this that like you know don't you know you got to put on tinfoil hat and only listen to Alex Jones or some crazy crap like that. That's not what I'm saying. But the point is, is that, it, that they're all kind of in the same boat 
together in terms of just wanting what they're biased towards to, to happen and they don't care who gets run over or who whose name gets uh, unjustly trashed in the process. CNN doesn't give a damn if Bernie Sanders gets labeled a misogynist based on some lie Elizabeth Warren makes up. They don't care. They don't care. And so that's the point that I'm trying to make is I hope that people, this is also, it's not just Dem exit, but it's a rejection of at least not questioning legacy media because that's that's huge. Um, I have a whole nother, I, I'm not going to talk about it here, but the way the media has been responding during this coronavirus thing um, I think that, you know, people like me who are a little bit more contrarian and who, who do take that with a grain of salt, whether it's CNN or whether it's Tucker Carlson, I don't care. I always just try to look at what's true here. What are the biases? Um, I don't care. Cause I think everyone has their biases. I trust people who are mo more open about their biases, um, than I do about those who aren't, but I always try to take it with a grain of salt. But folks like me who do that, I think we become kind of numb and kind of used to, um, egregious media coverage of certain things. Um, but the fact that it's happening now during this coronavirus stuff and actually being escalated is, is something I don't want to just say that it's just business as usual. This is such an unprecedented situation. I'm actually really, really concerned about that, but I'll talk about that at another point in time. Um, so that's my thoughts on what's going on with Bernie and Joe Biden. I think they're, you know, to sum it up, he's going to have a VP nominee, um, or running mate announced fairly soon so that another person can be out there representing his campaign uh, that isn't him. Uh, so I, I would look for that. I think it'll be a probably a younger woman who isn't white and who is hopefully has some kind of appeal with progressives. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. The other thing uh, that I'll say again, sum it up is that if, if you find yours, if you're a person who supported Bernie Sanders and really liked him, uh, like I did during the 2016 campaign, um, and you see what's happening again, ask, why is this happening even earlier than it did in 2016? You know, I hope that if you're pissed, you're not just pissed at the DNC, but you're pissed at the mouthpieces for the DNC, which is, you know, that's, that's, uh, Don Lemon out there, man. And that's Anderson Cooper. That's all of that. Um, so it's not just them. There's a, what Eric Weinstein calls gin, the gated institutional narratives. Um, so we have these, these institutions that, that include the, the legacy media and they're gatekeepers. Um, and if you think that they're completely unbiased and what information they let pass through that gate, uh, then I, then I think you're out of your mind. And that's again, on all ends of the political spectrum. So that's all I have to say about that. I'm hoping to do, um, I don't know when I'm going to do my next uh, video, but I might type something up. Uh, my my webcam that I had ordered for my computer uh, was supposed to get here a long time ago. I think I mentioned that in a video I did, the last one, and it's not supposed to be here until I get I got a phone call, and my stupid uh, headphones automatically answer it. Uh, I need to turn that setting off. So I, I don't want to do it on my computer cam because it sucks, and I... Don't there? I still have this, you know, wonky process of up of downloading from Facebook and uploading and all that other stuff. So, regardless, I'm probably still going to try and do one sooner than later because I'm not going to wait until the beginning of May to to resume doing regular video content. I tried to go to Walmart to get one. 
couple of weeks ago and they were way out and he said, I don't know when we're going to get any more. And, you know, it makes sense because people are doing everything online right now. So I don't know when that's going to be, but I will uh, at least start to, to try and write. There's a few pieces that I've kind of had on the back burner that I wanted to do a video about, but I might just write about them. Um, and I will be posting those to, I've, I got my, uh, my locals.com. I got my website up and running. I, so locals is this community that Dave Rubin, uh, has been working on and it's super cool. You can connect your locals with other people's Andy knows on there. Um, there's a lot of other people who are on there that are just really interesting thinkers. And so I'd highly recommend you check it out. And I'll put a link to it, but it's just return to reason, uh, dot locals .com. And I have all of my videos uploaded, all of my uh, videos uploaded in podcast form. So it's also an app you can download. So if you want to watch the videos, you can. If you want to just listen to it on the go on your phone, you can do that too, but it's all in one place. They're going to add a live streaming capability and a like a direct met. All this other stuff is being added to it. It's a, it's a super cool platform. And it, I really do think it is the future of this stuff uh, for content creators. So that's, I have all my stuff on there. I'm going to put the link in there. You can just go to the website and sign up. You can, can, I have it right now where nothing I post on there is for like my supporters only because there's a component in there where people wanted to donate to me, they can. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm well aware of, you know, I'm, I'm just a, just a dude doing this literally in my bathroom. So the fact that I would expect anyone to just, you know, be paying for my content is, you know, I, I'm, I'm keenly aware of where I fall on the on the totem pole here. So all of it's just, you just have to sign, join, you know, make a login or something. There's none of it's, you don't have to be a supporter to view any of it. Uh, but if you do want to give me money, you can, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's way down the road. So uh, I'll put a link. I strongly encourage you to go over there. It's super cool. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. And check out the other communities on there too. There's super interesting ones. It's not just politics. There's people that do art people that do philosophy, people that do cooking stuff. I mean, it's super cool. It really is. And that's if, just if you go to locals.com um, and you can look at the other communities on there. But it's really neat. Anyway, that's it. I appreciate you guys watching. Uh, if this is the type of thing you're interested in, please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, on my YouTube channel, you know, it's Return to Reason on there. And then at my locals, please go to my locals, sign up. Uh, again, that's totally free to do that. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at my mundane mind. Uh, I've have been tweeting more lately than I've been doing other stuff, which is pretty much never a good thing. I did have someone tell me to go f myself yesterday because I said I was responsible for my own student loans. So Twitter is it, it is alive and well, even though everyone else is uh, you know slowing down in other parts. The that Twitter dumpster fire is raging uh, hotter than ever. So, all right, that's it. I appreciate it. Thanks, and I will check you guys next time. Peace.